Oh, so today's daf is daf Chav Gimel, page 23 in the Tainis, and we're going to pick up from the two dots about 12, 13 lines from the top of Chav Gimel Omar Aleph. We're up to the next part of the Mishnah, Maisa Shesolchu Lechaini Hamagil. All right? Um, now, the bottom of yesterday's daf and the top of today's daf, we got cut off on the Zoom, so if anybody wants to listen to it on the podcast, uh, feel free to do so. Otherwise, if it's not, if it's not Shaykh, I'm happy to chazer it once, uh, once we finish up today's daf. But let's pick up. It once happened that they sent the message to Chaini Hamagil, and the Gemara here is going to go through the story of what happened with Chaini when he drew the circle. We did have it five, six blot ago, and we're going to repeat it again. Here we go. Tanu Rabbana, the rabbis learned, so should we. Pamachas. One time, Yatsa Rav Adam, Liyad Gisham, most of Adar had passed, and we're now by the, by the Ravi Achraina, right? We're by the last rains, and it still had not yet rained. Shokul Chani Amagal, they sent a message to Chani Amagal, and Spal Liyad Gisham, Davin the rain should come, and Spal Liyad Gisham, so he davened, and there was no rain. Oguga Abamna B'Zeche, he drew a circle, and he stood in the center of it. Kedarek Shosu Chabakuk Anavi, the same way Chabakuk did. All right? Shinamar, as it says, Al Mishmarti Maida, I stood at my Mishmar, I stood at my response my responsible spot where I was guarding the Syatva Al Motsur and I established myself firmly. Al Motsur Motsur literally is a siege, it means for activity to come at me. Okay? Omar Lifonov. Basically is saying that I'm staying in this spot under siege with nowhere to go until my feelings are answered. Omar Lifonov. And Chaini Hamagil said, Rebani Shalayla, Master of the World, your children have turned their faces to me, to Davin, Shani Ben Bayes, because they know that I am like a son of your home. I am a Ben Bayes. I'm very comfortable inside your house. And therefore, there's a, uh, you know, they want me to help them in their tefillahs. Nishbani b'shimcha gadol. I swear by your great name, Shini Zoz Mikan Achetzerachim Avonach. I'm not leaving here until you have Rachmanus on your children. You hear this? Mom is fascinating. Chani Amagil is making an ultimatum where he's telling the Rebbeinu Shlaim, "I know that everything is dependent on you. I know that I'm dependent on you. I know my tefillahs are dependent on you, and I am swearing dependent on you. I'm not swearing in my name. This is not about me, right? I'm swearing in your name, Rebbeinu Shlaim, when you that you're going to answer me." And it started to drizzle. Amr lai tamidam. His tamidam said, Rabbi, re'inu, re'inucha v'lai namos. Yeah, it ain't enough. We need some more. If it keeps going like this, um, we may, uh, we may die. Kedminu anu. It, uh, it appears to us, it, uh, seems to us, she'in gishamim yardim. That because Baruch is not making a rain in order to grow produce, because Baruch is having a rain only so that you're, you do not transgress your oath. Now that it's raining, you can walk out of the circle, but it's really not enough. Omar, Sechani says, Laikach Sha'alti. That is, he says to Rabbi Nishayim, Laikach Sha'alti, this is not what I asked for. Ella, rather, Gishmei Barasich Numaris. I need enough rain to fill up all the watering holes, the pitchers, the yard, um, and the uh, and the maris and the caves. Yardubizaf has started to come down with tremendous um, uh, tremendous downpour. Achakol kipa v'tipa kimelai pichavas. The water came down with such strength that it was each drop was enough to cover the mouth of a barrel. The shiaru chacham, the chum, the were mishayer. They gave, they, they measured it. There was no drop that was less than a lug, which is a drop less than a liter. That's how that's how large the raindrops were. Tamid said, Rebbe, yeah, we can't have such strong rains either. This rain is coming down. It's going to flood and destroy the entire world. This ain't good either. So Chaini says, He says in front of the Rebbeinah, this is not what I daven for. We don't just need rain. We need rain that's going to bring bracha. How important. You know what the message of Chani Amagil is? That in life you can't have too little or it's going to be hard to be in Ebed Hashem. Sorry about that break. So Chani is saying like this, a very important message in life. 
He's saying that you can't have too little to be a proper Ebed Hashem. It ain't going to work. Also, it's not good to have too much that you can't handle. Too much bracha, too much rain, something that's too large for my comfort zone to handle is detrimental as well in life. Rather, what do we ask from the Rabbanu Shalom? We say, Rabbanu Shalom, give me the amount that's going to be a bracha. Give me the amount that's going to be a blessing, unidava, and something that we're, we're grateful for, something that we're going to gain from. Yarduka Tikkunah began to come down in a normal fashion. Until everybody had to go up to the Harabayas because of the amount of rain that there was. They said, Rebbe, Chayni, our, our beloved Rebbe, Kishem Shisfalalta, Shiyardu, the same way you daven that it should start raining. Please daven that it should stop raining. Omar Lahem, Chayni says, Kach Mikoblani, no, we don't daven that it should totally stop raining. A person should never daven that there's too much bracha. Even if you can't handle it, you don't daven that the bracha should totally stop. But here's what you should do. Bring me a paraida. Bring me a bull of, of uh, thanks to the Rebbeinu Shalom. They brought it to him so much and he leaned on it. We can't handle too little and we can't handle too much. We know this throughout our history. When Kaisal doesn't have enough, it's very hard. We, we don't end up serving the Rebbeinu Shalom properly. When Kaisal has too much, by Yishman, Yeshurun, Yeshurun becomes fat, by Yivot, then we kick. It's not good for us to have too much either. All right? Rather, um, you became angry. We can't handle it. You gave him too much good. We can't handle it. Please, we don't want bracha to stop. But these rains should stop. But there should still be revach to the world. It should stop in a way where there's still revach. There's still expansiveness. There's still blessing that comes to the world. The wind stopped. The, the wind started blowing. In the spazua of him, the clouds dispersed. They separated. The sun started to shine. People went out to the field. They brought out different types of um, different types of mushrooms. If you wouldn't be the great chani. I would declare a cherem against you, because um, even if your years would have been like Eliyoh, and the keys of rains were given over to Eliyoh, that there would not be a chil Hashem through your hands, meaning you could have caused, a, I, I, would, I should have put you in cherem, because if you would not have been answered, this would have been a huge chil Hashem. You say, God, I'm not leaving the circle. What if nothing would have happened? You're not allowed to set yourself up in such a way. But what should I do? Look, you did something wrong. But the Ebershah still answers you. If I Baruch who answers you, who am I? Like a child who sins to a father, is chutzpadik, takes advantage of the father's love. The father still answers the child. A kid says to his father, listen, Papa, I want a, a nice warm jacuzzi bath, or I want cold water, or I want all sorts of delicious nuts and fruits and peaches and pomegranates. The parents give it and they rejoice in the wonderful child that they have. What he's saying is, that listen, Shem ben Shetach says to Chani Amagil, that B'derach Klal, in the usual way, a Yid is not supposed to talk to the Rabbeinu Shalom with such firmness. Because the Rabbeinu Shalom doesn't have to answer. He doesn't need to prove himself to anybody. Hashem, if you are there, a lightning bolt should come down and hit me when I sin. The Rabbeinu Shalom is trying to prove it to. Nobody. So for a usual person, this is, this is wrong. But says Shem ben Shetach, you Chani Amagil, what can I say? To Tzadik, you're a great Tzadik. Babister answers you. All right, I'm not going to put you in here, but I don't. Uh, he's basically saying I don't recommend this for anybody else. Turn around, one of the rabbis, and that's why the rabbis. 
What did the members of the Sanhedrin, those who said in Lishkas Hagaz, what they said to Chani Amagil? What did they say about him? Sigzar Oimer, the Yakam Naga, or you make a Gezerah, you make a decree with your mouth, and it's fulfilled. And and through your words, Naga, or the light touches. Okay, what does that mean? The Sigzar Oimer. You made a decree through your mouth. You decreed down here. And Akadish Baruch Hu fulfilled your decree in Shemayin. And with your words, the light touches. What does that mean? A generation of darkness has become light through your tefillahs. Because you, this is again the, the you know they're continuing on talking about Chaini. You've lowered yourself, but Taimar gave it, and you've said that things should become haughty. What does that mean? Darsha Yashafel, a generation that was low, Hidbatay Bitsilaska has been raised up due to your Tfilas or Rebbe Chaini, Bishakhe Naim Yeshia, and those whose eyes are looking at the floor are brought salvation. What does that mean? Darsha Shachba Avainai. A generation that is low with its sins, has been saved with the tefillahs of the tzaddik chayni. Yamalit, he will deliver you. Okay, Enochi, If it wasn't for those who are clean, pure, innocent, what does that mean? A generation that has sins and is not clean still is saved through your tefillahs, the nimlap of our kapecha, and is delivered. With the uh, purity of the of the kapayim uh, of your hands, and they've been delivered through the through the um, work of your hands, habarurim, which are clear. Period. Okay. So these, this was a statement that the Sanhedrin gave concerning Chaini, letting us know a fascinating zach that even if we live in a generation where Klal Yisrael has averus. And we may look around, Chas V'Shalom, a person should never look at Klai Yisrael and say, oh, things are so messed up. Because there's always such beautiful uh, point of view to take and all the chasadim that take place um, through Yidin. However, we could realize that even through, a, uh, even within a generation, if we turn to our Gedailim, our Tzadikim, to give us Tzvila, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will deliver His Shefa, His Abundance. Omar Rav Yechanan. Rav Yechanan says, we're now about two-thirds of the way down on Davkov Gimel Av and for those just joining us. Omar Rav Yechanan, Rav Yechanan says, Kol Yamav Shalaysa Tzadik. The entire lifetime of Chayni. Chayya Mitzar al-Mikrozet. He had Tzar on the following Pesach. He didn't have clarity on the following Pesach. It says, Shira Malis B'Shuv Hashem. A song of elevation. B'Shuv Hashem, when Hashem returns. Ashiva Tziyayin, the captivities of Tziyayin. Hayinu Kechom will be like dreamers. Omar. Um, Chayni said, Mi shivim How can somebody sleep for 70 years and have a dream? Now we're going to be introduced to another fascinating story of Chayni. One time he was shouting on the road, He saw somebody planting a carob tree. How long does it take this carob tree to grow fruit? Omar Lay, he says, after 70 years it grows fruit. Omar Lay, how do you know? You're an adult. Who says you're going to live another 70 years? Omar Lay, that uh, this guy finds, uh, listen, we, 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 there's carob trees in the world planted by other people. The same way my forefathers planted carob trees for me. Um, I'm going to plant carob trees for my descendants as well. This story is is tremendous source of comfort, by the way, because in Kehelas, Shlomo Amalek, interestingly, in Paragimel, Paragdalit, Paragimel particularly, is very bothered why by the hevel of everything that even if a person gathers a lot and a person earns a tremendous amount of money, you never know what your children are going to do with it. You never know what your grandchildren are going to do with it. You never know which hands it's going to end up in. Okay? Just last, just last week's Parsha with Yosef, and coming up this week, right? It's fascinating. Listen to what happened. Mitzrayim, this from the Malbim, by the way, it'll blow you away. What a beautiful vart. The Malbim says that 
Yosef Atzadik, when he was in Mitzrayim, when he went down to Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim was not the world power. Mitzrayim was, was a third world country. And the reason why Parai had the dream, there was a drought throughout all the Middle East. The Pesach says there was a drought in, in Mitzrayim and in the land of Canaan. And what happened? Parai Punt had the dream, which Yosef interpreted, to know that there's going to be seven years of plenty, to be followed by seven years of famine. And that's how Mitzrayim became the world power, through these dreams. Until Yosef established Mitzrayim to go from a third world laughingstock to become the Mitzrayim that it was. Why was Parei Zeichet to have these dreams and no other king? Zaktam Albim, this was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's way of generations later getting all the Rechosh Gadol to call Yisrael. Parai had these dreams. Yosef interpreted them. Mitzrayim knows that there's going to be plenty followed by famine. So they stock up. All the countries, when the famine starts, need to come down to Mitzrayim, pay them. All the wealth gets transferred to Mitzrayim. They become a world power and incredibly wealthy. And then... Hundreds of years later, Klaishal leaves Mitzrayim with all the wealth of the entire Middle East. Because we left Berchosh Gadol. Now, at the time that Parah was stacking up on all the wealth, you think he knew it's ultimately going to go to Klaishal? No, we don't know. Where, but why are we saving up for all this? You don't know what you're saving up for. You don't know who's going to end up with everything. But the Gemara here is telling us an important message. And that is, the Taka is something to earning now and working now for future diaries. There's something to it. For example, a carob tree. A yid is not supposed to say, is not supposed to say, I'm only going to worry about myself now and not worry about the future of the world. We taka also should do what we can. Now, you don't need to live for the future of the world. You don't need to earn money for all future diaries. Let the next diary do that as well. But to prepare the world for future generations... This brisa, with this, with, I'm sorry, this, this story that Rabbi Yechanan is telling us over about Chaini is letting us know there's something to it. There's something to working now, even if we personally are not going to see the Paris, but our future Dairis will. Yosevikah, Karach Rifta, Chaini sits down and he's eating bread. And he got tired. Nimi fell asleep. And as he was sleeping, right, um, a Ahadrala uh, Mishunisa. So a tree grew around him, Akisa Ma'ina, and it made him covered from people's eyes. The Nim Shivim Shnin, and he slept for the next seventy years. Says the Gemara, this is why Rashi explains. This is why people didn't know where he was. He was a missing person for seventy years. He come and he woke up. He saw somebody plucking carobs from this tree. Um, are, are you the one who planted the tree? Amar Lay, he says, I'm a grandson of the one who planted the tree. Amar Lay, Shmami No, then I may shiv and shin. I must have slept for 70 years because that's how long it takes for the tree to produce. And he saw that his horse had given birth to many, many different children. Ozla Base, Khaniamagalna goes home. He's been a missing person for 70 years. Amar Lahu, he says, says, Mishbuka, Bray the Khaniamagal Mikayam. Where's the family of Chani Amagal? Amar Lehi He doesn't have any sons. Barbara Isa, but we know his grandson. Amar Lehu, I know Chani Amagal. I'm Chani Amagal. Loim knew they didn't believe him. Also, his marriage went to this marriage. Shaminu l'Rabbanadika Amri Nehira Deshmaitzim B'Shivim Chani Amagal. That are that uh, the expression they would use is that their Torah is so clear to them as as in the years of Chani Amagal. That's how big of a tzaddik he was. The Chiyav Ayla be Medrasha called Kushid Avu Rabbanan having a farki lehu. And he sat down on the base madrash, and any child that they had, Chaini, the tremendous tzaddik, who had absolute clarity in learning, would answer it for them. Omar Lahu. Chaini says, I know Nihu, I want you to know, I'm Chaini. They didn't believe And they didn't treat him like Chaini. They didn't treat him with the, uh, with the proper covet that is expected, of, of, uh, that is expected to give to somebody of Chaini's stature. He said, if they don't know who I am, what a powerful idea. They don't know who I am, and I'm not going to get the covet, the proper respect, in order to, to live with who I am, I can't live. And 
And the Rabbi Shalom answered, he has to die. The Rabbi Shalom answered his tefillahs. He passed away. How important, the importance of being there for others. Without covet from our friends, it is simply not possible to live a constructive life. A person needs to feel respected. And that's why in many, 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 many places throughout Chazal, Chazal stressed us the importance of giving people proper covet and a smile to somebody, a good word to somebody, is a lot more valuable than a check. A check, they get money. You give them respect, you give them life. Abachilkia was a grandson of Chania Magal. Apparently, the, the ability to answer tefillahs works with schus avais as well. And therefore, Abachilkia, the grandson of Chania Magal, uh, well, kind of inherited this power of tefillah where HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered his prayers whenever they needed rain. One time the world needed rain. They sent two Rabbanan to Abba the Mebe Rachme, the Nesei Mitra, to go ask for mercy so the rain should come. They went to his house, they couldn't find him. They went out to the fields of They saw that he was planting Yavala Shlama, and they said to him, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? Vilay Isbar Luhu, Ape, top of Amadez. And says, Vilay Isbar Ape means he didn't give them a safer pun. He didn't greet them kindly. All right? Bifanya, in the, in the evening, as the day was over, he took the wood with him and he put it on one kaspa, one shoulder, and he put his jacket on his other shoulder, and on the way home he refused to wear shoes, but once he got to the river he put on his shoes, and whenever he got to any sort, of, any sort of brushes and thorns, the linhu limmane, he would pick up his his pants, kimoto lamsa nafka the bisulaafe ki mekashta, and when he got to the town, his wife came out to him wearing kishuk. She was all dressed up, all fancy. Kimoto lebeise olas the bisu beresha v'hader ayel ihu. When he got home, his wife went in first, and he went in. And then these two Rabbanon, who he didn't greet kindly, followed him into his house. He sat down to eat bread, and he didn't invite the Rabbanon to eat with him. He gave out food to his children. His older children, he gave one piece of bread. His younger kids got two pieces of bread. Omar Lola de Bisu, and he said to his wife, Yodana de Rabbanon Mishomitra Kaosu, Nesik le Igrav Nibay Rachme. I know the Rabbanon came to ask me to daven for rain. Let's go up um, le Igra. Let's go up to the to the uh, attic, the Nibay Rachme and daven. Efshar de Merasek of his Baruchu, maybe because his Baruchu will be Merutza through us, will be appeased by us. The Yossi Mitra, and it will start to rain. Vlay Nachzik, Tibusa, and Nafshin. And we have to make sure that when it starts to rain, we don't become haughty from this. We don't become machzik taiva. That we realize that we're answered in the schus of others. Either the schus of zeidichayne amagil or the schus of klal Yisrael. But realize that it is not through our schus. Now before we explain each step, which we're about to do, the Rabban are going to ask him what's this whole process of the shoes and the stream, whatever. Let's finish up what happens with the story. Sadki igra. They went up to the attic. Come, Iyu Bechadaz Visa. He stood in one corner of Iyu Bechadaz Visa. She stood in the other corner, kind of like Yitzchak and Rivka. Kadim Salak Anonach Bahay Zavisa Debisu. And it started to, to um, the Anonim started to come from the corner to Debisu, the corner of his house, referring to the wife. The wife is referred to as the house, as we saw earlier. Kinachis. So now that the clouds were coming, it's going to start raining, and it came from the side of his wife. They're coming down. Omar Luhu Amai Osu Rabbana. He now said to the Rabbana for the first time, he's ignoring them for the entire day. He now says to the Rabbana, Nu, why are you here? 
Amrulei, they said, Shodjul Arabonin Lagabi Damar, the Rabbanan sent us to our master, to you, Libai Rachme Amitra to Davin Farain. Amrulhu, he says, Baruch Hamakam Shlehishrik Eschem the Abachilkia. Baruch Hashem, you didn't need to ask me to Davin Farain because the rain is already here. Mamela, you never, you didn't even need that. You don't owe me anything. The rain's here. Shanga Davin, you already Davin, the rain's here. You don't even need to ask me. Okay. So now the Gemara is going to go through this very puzzling uh, story. Again, Abachilkiah is out in the field. First, he ignores them, right? He refused to serve, so then say, for fun in the office. He carries his wood he, on one shoulder. He carries his garment. He puts his shoes on by the river, picks up his pants by the thorns. Like, what in the world? Is, he ignores them. One piece for the altar. What's going on? All right, here we go. Amrulay. So, the two Chachamim said to Abachogi, Yadin of the Mishra Machmas Marhu the Osim. Okay, first of all, we know you, you're the one who just davened for rain. Ella Lema Lanmar, Hani Mili Ditmila. You gotta tell us why you do what you do. What's your story? What's your scoop? It's the, the stuff that you're doing is not what a usual person does. My time aki yehibna lamar shlama. How come when we said shom aleichem to you, layazbe lamar api? You didn't turn your face to us. You didn't greet us kindly. Amar lehu shchir yom havik. I'm hired by the hour. The amina loy ipaga, and therefore sixty minutes is sixty minutes. And for me to go say shom aleichem to you would be stealing from my employer. My time adara mar see they. What you see from here, by the way, apparently the message is Geneva comes before uh, making people feel good, right? When it comes to my own personal responsibility. MS First you need MS, and then you need Shalom. He could clean to clear things up later, like he just did. Right? You could explain yourself at a later time. But if my employer is expecting me to put in X amount of work, and get the job done with you know and, and work throughout, we're responsible to do that. my time why'd you put the wood on one shoulder? and your and your garment on the other shoulder. Okay? He says, I, I borrowed the garment and um, I only am allowed to wear it for the uses that I borrowed it for. Memela, once I start walking back with it, and I'm going to be walking through rivers, and uh, I borrowed it to go work. But if I'm to, to potentially damage it on my walk back, would have been forbidden. My time, Akula Orcha, Mar Masani. How come you don't wear your shoes? But all of a sudden, once you reach the water, see Masani, you put your shoes on. Omar Lahu, Kulu Orcha, Chazina. Listen, I'm not a wealthy guy. I don't want to ruin my shoes. So, when there's no water, I can see what's on the floor. I make sure not to step in any glass. But in the river, I don't know what's on the floor. There could be all sorts of stuff that hurt my feet. I put my shoes on when I go through the river. You see from here, yeah, what's the message? That when a person's in a stage of life where we, it's new for us, where it's, you're uncertain. It's important to establish levels of protection for yourself and not risk everything. There's times where when you could see you have experience in something, right? Byravinsky does Mila, for example, right? So for you, it's, uh, you know, you already know your way around. Somebody else who's just starting has to be a lot more careful. See, there's extra precautions until a person grows in their familiarity. My time How come you lifted up your pants when you came to the thorns and brushes? Says, listen, I'm not a, I'm not a good uh, seamstress. So if my pants get torn, I'm going to have torn pants. If my leg gets torn, it'll get a scab. It'll be better in two days. So better to to you know, to put yourself in a situation 
where it's short-term damage than long-term damage. Another important message when making decisions in life and risk tolerance. My How come when you came to the town, your wife was all fancy schmancy? My wife knows that there's Yitzharas out there for men, and she knows that part of her way to help me deal with the Yitzhahara is to channel those desires in a way of Kedusha as opposed to a way of Tumah. And she understands that. It's very it's fascinating, right? In other words, the desire for anything in this world, for women, for money, for, for stature, whatever it is, is a real thing. And even though it's not necessarily, you know, everybody else's responsibility for me to control my Yitzhahara. It's really on me. But to help somebody in that area is a gitazach. It's a nice thing. Why not? It's a misayay alidei mitzvah. You're helping somebody do, you know, uh, refrain from Yitzhahara. What a beautiful thing that the wife's doing. My time of Allah Leberesha. He says, why did your wife walk into the house first? Vahadar ayomar abasre. And you came in afterwards. Right? Women first. Women first. I don't know what's bothering the Gemara. Yeah, but uh, Rashi points out that um, it's not Rashi, but uh, we know that the, the, there's a halacha that in general a man is not supposed to walk behind a woman lest he come to look, um, you know, from from behind. So why did you ha- have your wife walk in? Amar the mishum li. He says because I don't know who you are. Okay, and. Therefore, if I were to walk inside, my wife's going to be outside with the two of you, and it's better to to walk behind a woman than to you know to uh, leave her outside with uh, with two other men. I don't know how you're going to deal with her looks. I don't know how you're going to deal with her, and therefore this is the shikol hadas, the balance of das that I need to use. My time He says, okay, when you sat down for dinner and you broke your bread, what's the pshat? that um, you didn't invite us to eat with you. He says, I don't have so much vamina, and I said to myself, He says, I don't want the Rabbanon to give me um, to give me tivusa, uh, uh, to think good of me for nothing. For nothing. Okay, now, in what way would they think good of him for nothing? So, over here, what Abba Chilkia was concerned about is that he says, listen, we know there's something called Gnevis Das. Something called Gnevis Das. You shouldn't invite somebody to your house who you know is already invited out. He says, I didn't invite you to eat bread because then you're going to think I'm a nice guy when I know anyway you're going to turn me down because you want my family to have bread first. And Mamela, you know, in my mind, I felt that it was more honest of me to just not offer it to you in the first place than to try to look like somebody who's generous when I know I'm not going to end up being generous. My time of the Kishisha, What's pshat that your older ones got one, young ones got two? Amar lehu, hi koi bebeisa, yosef Okay, he says because the ones that are around the house more, they could snack. So they've eaten today. And other ones are out in school. They're out in the base medrash. So they need more food. They're more hungry. What's shot that the clouds started to come from your from your wife's corner? I'm sorry. Why they come from your wife's corner? Then, from, then as opposed to the clouds starting in your corner. So he said, Since the woman is home more, so when the Aniyam come and knock on my door, she is more prone to taking care of the poor. And therefore, there, when she davens, there's more to gain on behalf of Klaiso. Because when she davens for rain, it's going to come out that the food's going to get to the poor people faster. And therefore, her tefillahs are answered faster. How beautiful. How beautiful. That if you want your tefillahs to be answered sooner, we have to be people 
that HaKadosh Baruch who knows that the bracha that he sends our way is going to be used for selfless reasons as well. And the ones who's more selfless and is ready to give to others, that's a person whose tefillah is going to be answered quicker. And therefore, the need is, is sooner, or the benefit is sooner. Yeah, what is, uh, she gives food, I just give money, so they need to go to the bank, deposit the check. That there were baryanim, yeah, we'll call them a bunch of kids who had nothing to do in the in the Shvibusan, uh, in the town, Anon Bay Rachme, the Lemusu, I Davin, that we should get rid of them, they should die. Behi Bay Rachme, the Lahadru, the Tiyopta, and she Davins, that they should be refuted in their ways, they should change their ways. Bahadru and Taka, they um, they did Shuva. The second answer saying is that she knows how to Davin. She, you have to know, it's a talent. It's a talent to know how to Davin properly. My wife knows the proper words to use, the proper expressions, what we ultimately are asking for, and therefore in her schos, the rains came faster. Period. End of that beautiful, beautiful, and the beautiful story that has so much to really uh, learn from in our personal life. That's right. Gemara Brachas. Yeah, Rav Meir and Bria. Right. Rav Meir Davin that the guy should die, and Bria Davin that, that the sin should leave, but the people should do tshuva and kakap. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Yep, same message, beautiful. All right, Nach, another beautiful story. Chanon ha-Nechba. Chanon, whose name became Nechba. We'll see soon why his name became Nechba. Barbarte de Chania Magalav. He was also, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was also a grandson of Chani Hamad. Ki Mitzrach Amala Mitzrach. The world needed rain. Hava Mishaj Rabboni Yenuki Debe Rav Lugabe. Rabbonin would send the Barbe Rav, the young kids, to ask him to daven. Says Rashi, why? Listen to this. Because young kids in Jewish day schools, a young child who knows the Aleph, knows the Parsha, sings, you know, sings Shachris, sings Maida'ani, Matayvu, when you see something like that, it melts your heart, then you do whatever it takes to take care of them. So they knew how to melt Hanan's heart, and they sent the beautiful school Jewish day school children to Hanan to ask him to daven for the rain. The nakti lay bishifule glime, and they would pull on his on his uh, pants. You know, they'd pull on him. They'd, they'd go next to him. They'd run, give him a hug. Abba Abba Mitra. They say, they say, Tate Tate, please, we want rain. Bring us rain. And he would get in front of their bunny shalom, rebunny, and say, rebunny shalom, asebishalelu. Please, Ebishta, send rain in the schos of these young school children, she'in makirim bein abadiyav mitra, labadiyayat layav mitra. Look, they don't know the difference between a father of flesh and blood and a father who's not flesh and blood. Meaning, they feel so close to you, you're so real to them, which is the emes. You are their father, and this is how they relate to you. You got to give them rain. You got to give them rain. Why was He was very careful to cover himself up whenever he went to the bathroom, even if he was alone. He would only expose the parts of his body that needed to be exposed so that the garments shouldn't get dirty. And it, his name became Khan Nechba because that was the message that he gave to all of Klal Yisrael. Om Rav Zrika, Rav Safra, Rav Zrika says to Rav Safra, Techazi, come and see, Ma bin Tkifi, Darad Yisrael, the Chassidim, the Babel, the difference between the Chashim people in Eretz Yisrael and the Chassidim of Babel. Okay, a Chassid is somebody who walks with the Rabban Yisraelim, Chassidim, the Babel, Rav Huna, Rav Chista, the Chassidim, Rav Huna, Rav Chista, Kav HaMitzrach, Amal HaMitzrach, whenever the world needed rain, Amri, they said, Nichnif Hadadi, let's get everybody together, Vinibai Rachmi, and we'll all daven in Shul, Afshar de Maraskevish maybe we could bring Ratzin in front of the Rabbanishalam, we could make the we could appease the Rabbanishalam, the Yasve, the Yaise Mitra, and he will bring rain. But Tatkife there is Yisrael, the 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 Khashov, Takife really is Takov, the strong ones, 
little arrogance, a little bit of arrogance. Smells like it. In Eretz Yisrael, the Yoyner of Yoyner Agua, the Rabbi Money, the Rabbi Mitzrach, Alma the Mitzrach, have a ayol abeisay. They would go to their the house for Omar Luhu, and he, and he would say to his mishpacha, to his house, Havuli givalki the Ezov Aiseli bezuzra bezuza ibura. Please bring me my givalki. My givalki. Rashi says, I'm sorry, I forgot what this was. Rashi says. Yeah, Rashi says Teska Teska Balaz. It's like a, it's a sack. He said, "Go get, go get my sack, um, and bring me grain of a zuz that's valued at a zuz." Meaning, um, I want. Uh, I'm expecting there to be a lot of wheat, so it's a good time to buy it up. Okay, now there's a drought. Why are you expecting it to be a good time? And he'd go outside, and he would go to a a, a place of Aymek, uh, a place that's a step down. Now really, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch says that a chazin should be a, a little bit lower than the rest of the Kehillah to show humility. And I'm sure there's other shows like this as well. The only place I've seen this is Nagura Sisrol of Baltimore, Rabbi Heinemann's Shul. There's like a little bit of a step down for the Baltfila. So he went to a a little bit of a lower place. From the depths, I crawl out to you, and he would stand off with sneers, with modesty, and put on his sack, and the rain would come. And was instead of gathering everybody together and saying, oh, he would shoulder their achrayas by himself. He'd come back home, they would say to him, I see Maribura. Did you get any grain? Omar Luhu Amina, I told you. Since it started to rain, Hashta Revach Alma, now there's going to be Ravnus, there's going to be tremendous amount of grain in the world. And therefore, stocks are going up. Yeah? I'm, I'm sorry, stocks are, stocks are going down. So now is the best time to buy. Because there's going to be, there's going to be a tremendous abundance. Okay. Now, just to, to uh, mention a, a beautiful idea, the Gemara talks about the Hasidim of Babel and the Shtickle arrogant ones. They're both being answered. But what the Hasidim of Babel do? They brought everybody else into the mitzvah and therefore they're called the humble Hasidim. Those in Eretz Yisrael, they were tremendous. Obviously they were answered. Tremendous Gedalim, Sadiqim, beyond what we can fathom. But the Gemara is kind of giving an expression of there was something off. There's something a little wrong. There's something a little arrogant about this. Because they shouldered the burden by themselves. You see from here that there's two ways to go about helping Klal Yisrael. Sometimes we work a little too hard to shoulder the burden alone. There's something to allowing other people to carry the burden with us. Even if we have a platform. Even if we're in positions of leadership or we feel a personal achrayas, a personal responsibility, yes, get the job done. But also, don't feel bad asking Klal Yisrael to also be mishtatif, play out, so that the rain can come in everybody's chus. Let everybody be the ones, not only to feel like the rain came in their, in their merit, but a takadaz, a takadaz. Misu, furthermore, another story. Rav Mani Brett, his son, Rav Mani, have come, he was being bothered by the people of the Benesia, the house of the Nasi. And he bowed down on his father's grave. People are bothering me. One day, um, they were, uh, these people who would bother him were passing by. And their, their horses became stuck. And they couldn't move until they were like, oh, Hashem, help us do this. Hashem, Once they said, Hashem, will stop bothering Rav Mani, then the horses allowed them to move. And furthermore, another story, Rav Mani, Rav Mani used to come in front of Rav Yitzchak, Ben El Yashiv, Omar Lay, and he says to him, the Ashirim, the wealthy people of my father-in-law's house are bothering me. Omar, Lianu, they should be poor. The Ianu and Kachabit, they became poor. Omar, 
Kadachakuli. So he came back and he said, now they're asking me for money. So first they're bothering me because they're all into themselves. Oh, we're so rich. Who are you? We're of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We run this world. All of a sudden they became desperately poor and now they're coming in for a check. So he comes back and he says, now they're driving me Meshuggah. He comes back to Yitzhak ben Yashif. So Omar, Yitzhak ben Yashif says, Yashu, let them become rich. Yashu. And they became rich. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah? Sometimes, the, yeah, sometimes uh, you know, as, as Davin HaMelech says so poignantly, in Mizmar Ledavid, Achtoi Vachesed, your Dafuni There's always going to be things that harass me and chase me throughout my life. The Abishur is going to send us these tests. But Dabra Melech makes an important request. He says, Abishur, I know there's going to be things that harass me. But Achtoi Vachesed, your Dafuni, let it be the goodness and my Chesed that chases me all the days of my life. Let it be my Chesedim that people get upset about. Why are you helping me? You didn't help me properly. This, that. I don't like what you're doing. I don't like how you're running your shul. I don't like how you're running your, your school. I don't like how you're running it, right? If there's going to be things that harass me and give me tests, let it be my taif and my chesed that chase after me. And this is the message that Rav Mani just got. Because Baruch Hu is going to be chasing him. This is his test. He thought it would be gone. If the, they wouldn't be wealthy anymore, still there. It's just coming from the other side. He says, okay, let it be the way it was originally. Omar, Rav Mani says, right, isn't that the Maisi of Shal Salanter? And he was a baby. That's where they say this about, I don't know which God they say, when he was a young child, the Rebbe asked them, if you were God, what would you do differently? Everybody says there's Zach. If Yisrael says, I would do nothing differently. Yeah? Whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world is, whatever he puts me in, that is a perfect situation. Omar, Rav Mani says, Rav Mani said that, uh, you know, I'm not so happy with my wife. And he was coming to the Rav, coming to Rabbi Yitzchak, and asking for help. Rabbi Yitzchak says, Maishma, what's your wife's name? Chana. Tisyafi Chana. Let Chana become beautiful. Okay? Now, beautiful doesn't mean beautiful on the outside necessarily. Right? Beauty is real beauty. Tisyafi Chana. Let Chana become beautiful. Vinisyafi, she became beautiful. Omar Le, and Rav Mani says, She is, uh, now she's all uh, into her beauty, and it bothers me. bothers me how into her beauty she is. Omar Le, um, so he says back to him, Let her go back to being average. Beautiful, yeah? Be careful what you ask for. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us everything that we need. We never know if we'd have something else if it'll become a bigger pain in the neck. Hanu trades on me that there were two students. Dahavi Kamed Rav Yusuf Ben Al-Yoshev. Amrulay, Niboy Marach Me'alon. Please, Rebbe, Davin for us. Denichkim Tuva. We should become very smart. Omar Lehu, Imi Haisa Ushelach Tia. I used to be able to daven for that. It used to be with me, Ushalachtiya, but my, my ability to daven for that is no longer uh, is no longer um, possible. It no longer works. Okay? Now some of the Mepharshim explain that it does, he doesn't mean that his tefillahs don't work. What he's saying is, I learned my message from the stories of Rav Mani that a person should be happy with what they have and not daven for a different test. But if Rahul gave us a test, we should live with that test. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe, or maybe they're asking for additional siyata deshmaya. I don't know. Okay. I don't, but that, then I would say you should ask for it, because if you're not supposed to get it, but I hear it. You're, what you're saying is real chokhma is racist chokhma yiras Hashem. So what's that going to hurt? Right? I hear it. I hear it. So then the answer to them is, you don't need a daven for it, just go do it. Like the kid on, the kid on Purim who's just throwing up on his Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, I want to learn. Yeah? So Rebbe says, so go learn. I don't really want to learn. I want to want to learn. Right? Okay. That's all. Okay, fine. Just say it. To want to want to do something in my Drago. Oh, but you guys got to do it. Right? So if, 
maybe that's the answer to the request to, to Rabbi Yitzchak. Make us a chacham. Rabbi Yitzchak says, listen, I'm not going to die for it. Go do it. Go become a chacham. That's it. Work on your, uh, work on your Yerushimai. Okay, one more story. Rabbi Yitzchak bar Oven, Habeshkiach kameh, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Yukras, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Oven used to come to Rabbi Yitzchak from Yukras, Shabkei, and then he left, but also the kameh, the Ravashi, and he started learning in front of Ravashi. Yumachad, one day, top of tomorrow's daf, Shameh de Kagaris, he heard Ravashi learning Omar Shmuel, the following statement of Shmuel. Hashayla dog minayom b'Shabbos, a person who fishes on Shabbos, kivon sheyavish by kisela, once there's a, once there's a spot of dryness on the fish, the size as of a sela, which is a coin, chayav, then it's, it's chil Shabbos, because now it's considered like the fish has died. Omar lei, v'leim amar ubein snapira, why don't you say that it's only Chil Shabbos if it dries out in between its fins? Didn't you hear this opinion in the name of Yaisi Barav? Instead of answering him, he says, if that's your opinion, you should have quoted the original person who stated that opinion. That's me. He says, oh, one second. Okay. But didn't you used to go to the Shear of Ragaisi of Yokris? Amalaihin says, Yeah, I used to go to the Shear. Amalai, you might time a shopkilimar basakas, what are you doing in my yeshiva? If you're Taka the Rabyaisi ben Ravavin, who originally stated this opinion, you don't learn in my yeshiva. Yeah, you learn in brisk, you learn in mirror, you learn in Lakewood. What are you what are you doing in my yeshiva? Amalai, Gavra the Albrey, the Albarte, Vaikhas. Somebody who has no Rachmanis on his family, how do I expect him to have Rachmanis on me? And therefore, I left the yeshiva. Now, what in the world is going on where he says that my Rebbe didn't have Rachmanis on his own family and therefore I needed to come to a Rebbe who has Rachmanis? We're going to have to leave this as a cliffhanger. We're going to have to pick up from here tomorrow evening, Bez Hashem. But just notice the message that we have so far in the story. And that is the importance of learning Torah from somebody who you know not only is going to teach you Torah, but also lives Torah to its, to its fullest. And to a point where Rev, uh, Rev Yaisi Baravan felt that he needed to mamish switch yeshivas because of this Midah Basham tomorrow. We're going to share the story where, um, where uh, Rev Yaisi Baravan is going to explain to Rav Ashi why he left his previous yeshiva and now wants to come to learn Torah by him. We will pick up from here tomorrow evening at 5.15 p.m. Wonderful, wonderful day.